All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome, Hoopball Faithful, and happy Halloween. This is the box score breakdown for Halloween, October 31st, 2019. Uh, if you couldn't tell from that intro, uh, I am your host, JC DeLeon. With me, uh, at, just like last week, is uh, Alan Strokey. How are you doing, Alan? Doing pretty well, JC. Hoping you're having a good night. Yeah, good night so far. Uh, no major Halloween plans. Uh, just, you know, keeping, keeping it relaxed. Same here. I've got some... Uh... I got some. I think I've got a horror movie on in the background right now. That's where the the fam's up to. Oh, so, nice. which movie? hopefully that um, I think they're watching the Purge. I'm not sure which Purge. I know there's like five Purges and a Purge TV show that has started up recently. So one of the hours of catalog Purge content is going on in there. Nice. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely the vibe. And uh, down here in Atlanta, I'm not sure how things are your, uh, on your end, but a lot of wind, a lot of just terrible weather. It couldn't be a worse night to be a kid trying to trick-or-treat, I, I imagine. Yeah, it's pretty cold in Austin. Uh, it's like 38 degrees right now. So I'd imagine that that uh, kept a lot of trick-or-treaters away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good night to uh, cozy up with some coffee. Uh, this mm-hmm. podcast, like all the others on Hoopball, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. You can check out their website at hawaiianisles.com on, or on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee or on Twitter at H.I. Kona Coffee. Uh, that's Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. <clears throat> um, so yeah, the the box score breakdown, there being only three games tonight, uh, kind of unfortunate for us. However, there is a ton of news uh, that, that broke last night. Last night was a really odd night for the NBA. There was a huge fight, major injury. It has huge implications beyond fantasy uh, for one, I guess you can now say, former elite team. Um, so let's jump right into that. Um, so yeah, the biggest news yesterday, I think, I think despite the injury, the suspensions might be the bigger news. So Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid got into a bit of a kerfuffle last night. Um, it's a, it's a bit like one of those regular NBA fights. They're, they're attempted to be punches swung. Nothing really a lot, connected. A lot of hold me back, mans. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let me, if you, you left me two more minutes, it really would have gotten ugly sort of deal. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I think that's the way all those are. It's, it's like if, if nobody happens to be there to break them up, they have the potential to be really ugly. Uh, ben Simmons tried to be smooth and pretend he was a peacemaker and, and had Carl Anthony Towns in a, in a chokehold. Um, chokehold of justice right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I guess it's, it's good that they're an East Coast versus West Coast team because they're only going to play each other one more time this season. Uh, so. It is it, – it is a pretty interesting rivalry, you know, with like, you know, you don't really see two big guys getting into it when you see these NBA fights. At least I don't, you know, it's been a while since I can remember the last time. And with Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns, you're getting the, like, probably the two best centers in the NBA. Apologies to Nikola Jokic. Um, you know, it's very interesting that both of those two would be involved and the implications for their for their teams, uh, I see it, it differs quite strongly here. Yeah, and it's always weird in general just because, like, one of the more iconic NBA fights I can remember is uh, Charles versus uh, Shaq when Charles yeah. threw, threw the ball at his head. That's well, the like, one I was thinking of, too. Yeah, like, they've since, come, they've since revealed that, like, that night, like, it's just the heat of competition. Like, that night, they had dinner after the game. <laughs> um, so, like, usually stuff like that isn't a big deal, but, like, this appears to be a big deal. Like, they genuinely did not like each other, and, like, you got to figure... Ugliness. Yeah, you got to figure they're going to spend some time. Like they're both going to be all stars, and so what's that going to be like? Um, oh yeah, yeah. So that that's something to look forward to down the road. But the fallout of that fight, um, they have both Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns have been suspended uh, for two games each. Um, so yeah, it affect. Uh, I'd imagine that affects both head to head and roto um, mm-hmm. type leagues. Yeah. Um- absolutely if you own either one of those two guys i mean if you're in head-to-head you this week is pretty much a wash for you uh you know this matchup is probably not going the way you would have hoped and if you have steph curry well i mean there's no reason you'd have steph curry with those two but you know another guy you're probably in a bad mood in your head-to-head league but 
you know, you can get around that with Roto with, you know, your ability to just sort of put guys in and out throughout a season long sort of deal here. So, um, you know, hopefully for those of you who have investments in Joel Embiid, uh, maybe you were able to draft Al Horford along with him because that guy is about to absorb uh, the majority of those starters minutes and he's going to have a great rest of the week playing uh starting center for that philadelphia 60 yeah philadelphia 76 ers team <laughs> yeah i think uh i think joel Embiid's had a already had one game of rest and i think uh or a minutes restriction and, and yeah al horford put had a pretty pretty big night that night mm-hmm. um who do you see benefiting from the timberwolves lineup so the timberwolves is kind of a trickier one um you know we we saw a mix of guys sort of getting in there after Carl Towns went out. Um, name uh, Noah Vonley, you know, got some playing time in that game. And uh, Gorgie Dang, actually, did Dang get into that game? Let me take a look. No, it, it, so yeah, Noah Noah Vonley actually his minutes did not go up following Carl Anthony Towns uh, exiting that one, while Gorgie Dang also didn't see the floor so it's gonna be a lot of jordan bell it looks like i i apologize i wasn't quite sure how the fallout from that one went um uh taking a look here he got 12 jordan bell saw 12 minutes on the floor for that one uh it was very uneventful five re- five points four rebounds no defensive stats it's it's unclear if he's going to be named the starter for their next game it seems like either he or Jang would be the leading candidates to do so. Um, I won't know if either one of them are really worth a, a, a streaming ad through the rest of this two-game suspension. Maybe Jang, just because we've seen it happen in the past, but it's been so long since he's been relevant in fantasy leagues that I, I'm not sure you know, what we're going to see out of that. Uh, yeah, yeah well, yeah, and Jordan Bell's another one you mentioned that was interesting. Like, he... Man, I feel like he had so much potential his rookie year, being kind of one of those undersized bigs that could still manage to get a lot of stats. And he's just, man, that dude's regressed like big time. He just hasn't really done anything in his career. No, really not. I mean, the, the what you hope from him is that he can just be your shot blocker and sort of just kind of hold down. The, but he just never really added to the game besides the athleticism. You know, it's yeah. just. He, he, he there's a reason that Golden State wasn't very keen on keeping him and you can you know see with all their problems with at, at the in the middle right now on that team you know before the whole Steph Curry thing they were struggling to find a guy that they could start at center on a given night so i think mm-hmm. it's telling that they didn't even attempt to to get Jordan Bell uh back in the door there yeah for sure uh so we we mentioned Steph Curry a couple of times and so yeah the other the other big news that came out of last night uh really devastating injury to the Golden State Warriors Steph Curry took a nasty fall and uh broke his left hand um and it's interesting because a broken hand you think might not really be that um impactful but i mean he is a ball handling guard who uses both of his hands really well um the last report i saw that they're they're getting a CT scan for a more detailed look at the injury to, to really fully know how long he's going to be out. So even still, they don't quite know. They'll, they might know tomorrow. I've seen as long as eight to 10 weeks, mm-hmm. eight to 10 weeks is going to be mid January. And, and the warrior warriors really don't have a lot going for them right now. And so you got to figure by mid January, the season's going to be pretty much over by that point. Anyways. Um, some are speculating that he may be shut down for the season, which I don't, quite see um 
but I mean, it's a possibility, I suppose. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that throw in the towel that way. I mean, the Warriors over the over the years have just I don't know. They, 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 a lot of people have been counting them out before this whole Curry injury happened, and I don't know if he'd feel comfortable just sort of sitting the rest of it out and just kind of have the end of the Warriors dynasty be what the thing that's on everyone's minds, especially if he is able to get back into the game by January. You know, I know it's probably not likely that they'll be in the playoff chase by then, but you know. It's if you get a couple more bodies back in the form of Willie Colley Stein and Kevin uh, Kevon Looney, and maybe D'Angelo Russell settles into the sort of uh, run that he had when he was handling the point in Brooklyn. If he sort of replicates that in Golden State, there could be a salvageable product here. It, of course, it won't be anything that we've seen out of this team, but you know, maybe it could be enough to keep them close to a playoff spot. Yeah, and and one of the other uh, thoughts I had. And just because I had forgotten, so I thought, like, right away, I was like, man, is Brooklyn going to end up with Golden State's pick, like, after all that's happened, but because uh, yeah. of the trade with D'Angelo Russell? Um, but they were, the Warriors were savvy enough that pick is top 20 protected. And so, yeah. if they get a lottery pick, um, it, they, the Warriors will still keep it. And some people are kind of looking at the Spurs as an example when they got Tim Duncan, but I mean the problem with that is there's no Tim Duncan in college basketball. Um, no, so I, that's not really a route uh, that that'll keep the Warriors dominant for years to come. The way Spurs just kind of lucked into Tim Duncan. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not going to see that sort of situation. But you know, you get Steph Curry back, you get Clay Thompson back, you get Draymond, you know, Draymond Green's back in the fold. You have that core in place, and you add you know, maybe a lottery type rookie into the mix there, maybe give you some depth, which, you know, the Warriors haven't really had in a couple of seasons that that could go a long way. Yeah. But it, it's funny the the overreactions I've seen, like I've seen people like saying like they should cut bait on everything and like trade Steph to Charlotte <laughs> and just like start completely over. And I'm like, they don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got Steph locked up. You've got Draymond locked up. You've got Clay locked up. Like, just like focus on that. So, I mean, if you know, it's a fantastic way to lose your job after <laughs> winning a few championships to trade away a Hall of Fame guy in Steph Curry just because, you know, the climb back might be a little too hard. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you. There's no chance of that. <laughs> um, I guess before we leave this subject, uh, in terms of the fantasy value that it's going to fill in this giant gaping hole left on the team, mm-hmm. uh I think a lot of people have been looking at Alec Burks as the main pickup here. Uh, but I, I, I might personally, I've been pushing the brakes on that a little bit just because I think that Burks is going to actually have to play a ton of point guard minutes for this team as a backup. You know, they, they uh, up until Steph Curry's injury, uh, Jacob Evans, who's out with an adductor strain right now, he had been holding down the backup point guard minutes and that's not necessarily his natural position. Burks is a little bit closer to it. He's been kind of a combo two-way kind of guard. So I think that he's going to be backing up D'Angelo Russell a lot here, which will open up a lot of minutes at shooting guard where Russell was kind of taking the bulk of playing time. So in that respect, I think maybe a guy like jo- rookie Jordan Poole, who has not been afraid to let, it, let let some shots fly, I think he's going to get an extended look. Um, I, I, could, I mean, Damian Lee's only on a two-way contract, so he can only play so much, but, you know, He's probably going to get some more looks. Uh, there's not really a great ad when you look at all of those those guys right there. But if I were to bank on, you know, 
maybe seeing what any of these guys got, Jordan Poole is an interesting name. Yeah, it's interesting looking at the roster on Basketball Reference. Like they've got a lot of SGs. They only have one other PG, and that's Kai Bowman. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Kai Bowman. I mean, he got 12 minutes in that game and wasn't terrible in them. But um, uh, it's I it, I can't see him giving you much more than that on a uh, more than 12 minutes on a night to night basis. Yeah. Uh, so the other big injury news: Miles um, Turner. He he went down with a non-contact injury, which is always really concerning news. And I happened to tune in when he watched, and he was just kind of running, and it seemed, and yeah, it was non-contact. He just sort of buckled and was holding his his ankle. He kind of buckled in the way that sometimes a player who ruptures his Achilles his Achilles buckles, and I was worried about that. But he was holding his ankle area, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what in the hell happened? <laughs> um, Today he was diagnosed with a sprained ankle. I, just don't, I, don't, I don't see how he sprained it, but that's what he is. Um, he wasn't given an official day-to-day diagnosis. He was given a week-to-week diagnosis, and so mm-hmm. that's a well, weird one. It's a great. I mean, but you know, like you said, you know, when you when you were watching the replay, it looked pretty bad at first, just because it just seemed like he collapsed out of nowhere. For those who you know watched that and feared that the worst was on the horizon, uh, this was a pretty good outcome, at least. You know, he's definitely going to be. He's definitely going to be out like a week or two, probably longer than that uh, uh, ankle injury suffered by Trey Young, who, you know, I, I saw that one live and I could have sworn that, that he was going to be out for weeks. But he's they're, they're talking about days now. Yeah. So kind of a lucky break for Turner and for the Pacers as well. Yeah. Uh, in the short term, you know, uh, many people thought that rookie Goga Bita days. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to butcher that last name. I'm not sure. It, Bitadiz, <laughs> not gonna, not gonna yeah. uh, sit on that one too long. I, I, but, butchered, I butchered it last night too. <laughs> <laughs> um, people were expecting him to take over some of those center minutes, uh, but it really most of them went to Sabonis, who had a monster game. Uh, Goga only had nine minutes off the bench, and it was really uh, Doug McDermott and Justin Holiday who uh, took on the bulk of Turner's missing minutes, uh, playing small ball power forward, the both of them, or switching off with TJ Warren, who was pretty close to the same size as those two. So no real intriguing ads in my mind there. I had maybe Justin holiday because of the defensive stats upside, but you know, he's pretty, he's getting He needs a little more time than he's probably going to see to be relevant in standard leagues. And Doug McDermott, I mean, we all know what he is at this point. He's a three point shooter and a good one at that, but that's pretty much the end of the line in terms of what he can provide your fantasy team. Yeah, for sure. And so in positive injury news, uh, we have a much coveted player coming back. Uh, should should play his first game for the season tomorrow. We've got Kyle Kuzma making his debut, likely making his debut tomorrow in Dallas for the Lakers. Um, and I can address this one just because I'm on the Hootball Lakers podcast. And so... Yeah. Um, so one of the interesting things we've we've talked about that one and where Kyle could fit in. Um, I don't think the picture will be. I mean, obviously the picture won't be complete until Rondo comes back. But I envision Kyle being a really impactful scorer for that second unit. So as it stands right now, when that second unit is in, I think Anthony Davis is playing kind of out of default, and he's him being younger than LeBron, and so that's where the second unit is getting their scoring from. But I think there's going to come a point where Anthony Davis and LeBron sort of have to be on and off together, and that's where Kyle Kuzma will, will provide a huge boost, um, being score, you know scoring off of the bench. 
I do feel like also when Rondo comes back, that's going to move Avery Bradley into the second unit. And, and, um, because I feel like Rondo will provide a little bit more rebounding than Avery Bradley. While while maybe not quite as good a defense, I think he'll run the offense a little bit better when he when he has to, and LeBron can play off the ball. And so I think it makes that second unit for the Lakers much much deeper. Like it it's adding two players, but those two players are going to be hugely impactful for that second unit. Um, yeah, I think Kyle's going to be hugely important. Yeah, um, how long do you think it'll take him to get up to speed? Because I mean, you know. It's- completely new team around him and he's probably going to have to he's going to have sort of a different role than he had with last year's team won't he that is the tricky thing because i do think i do also think at some point here really soon uh the lakers are going to start uh load managing ad and lebron you you'd figure because lebron is older he should be first up for for load management but now anthony davis has that uh, that sore shoulder and mm-hmm. so i'm i'm anticipating he's going to rest one of these next two games, either in Dallas or in San Antonio, which uh, it'll be a bummer if he rests against San Antonio because I'm actually going to that game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah. That, in in my recollection, recollection, I don't think NBA teams have like days in advance said when they're going to load manage somebody. Uh-huh. But that's just my guess. Is sometime in the next two games, Anthony Davis is going to sit, and so that's only going to make the progress of of you know Kyle and and the whole team kind of fusing together to take longer, but they're playing really well right now. I think, uh, I think Frank Vogel is okay with experimenting with the lineups and seeing what he's got and who can do what. And yeah. Well, it'll be exciting to have him back in the fold. I'm sure for Lakers fans, uh, from a fantasy perspective, he is going to give you the points that you are probably, you probably drafted him for. It's, you know, it's going to be a work in progress in the first couple of weeks, not only coming back from the injury, but meshing with the new players. So if you have him in a roto setting, I think it makes a lot of sense to keep him on your bench for his first handful of games until you, you know, until he really puts together a couple good games in a row. I think at that point it'd be safe to plug him back into your lineup, but you should definitely take a cautious approach with him while he builds himself back up. Yeah, for sure. Um, Man, I already forgot. I feel like that was the third thing. So we talked about the suspension and the injuries, and I feel like that was the third thing before we got to the box scores. Uh, we got we got stuff in Miles Turner injuries as well. So I think we actually we, I think we hit them all. Okay. Unless there's yeah, I think we got it. Okay, I feel like there's one more thing, but yeah, I'm probably wrong. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, a lot of interesting interesting thing to cover. Interesting things to cover in the the box scores for tonight. So that first game for Miami. Miami um, has that reputation for being uh, one of the better organizations in the league. Um, they've had a rough go of it the last few years drafting, but this year it seems like they hit on not only one, but two two guys. Kendrick Nunn was undrafted, and he's been balling out so far this season. Tonight, he had 28 points. Um Two steals, two rebounds, but he's scoring in an incredibly high clip. And Tyler Hero also chipped in off the bench with 17, made three threes, got a few rebounds, got a few assists, and a steal. Um, what do you think of these two rookies for Miami? So, I mean, yeah, the Kendrick Nunn story has been very impressive. He really rose to prominence during Summer League. Uh, he was putting up 25-point games on a night-to-night for that team. 
people are like, hey, you know what? This guy right here, undrafted, he could probably make a good case to compete for the last roster spot. He gets to training camp, still playing out of his mind. He put up 40 points in a preseason game, and then people are like, yeah. you know what? He might have a shot at getting into the rotation. Now we're five games into the season. Heat are 4-1, and one, and Kendrick Nunn is the starting point guard, putting up near 30-point games. And this is just what Miami does, man. I mean, Josh Richardson was probably their latest example of uh, a success with finding an undrafted guy. Yeah, uh, Richardson's probably one of the more recent successful undrafted guys in the league, and you know he's a stellar defender. Kendrick Nunn seems to have a, a, a knack for slashing, and he also provides some pretty solid defense. Um, you know, so he he's been a fantastic find, and. He, we caught uh, uh, here at Hoopball. We definitely cautioned you all to wait and see what it looked like when Jimmy Butler was back in the fold. I think people were a little afraid that none would be sent back to the bench, but he's still starting. He's played well next to Butler for two games, and I think he's just going to be a guy that's just going to have a place on your roster for the majority of the season. Yeah, um, and and you mentioned Jimmy Butler, and really odd night for Jimmy Butler tonight. Um, Played 35 minutes, shot 2 for 10, only gave you 5 points. Um, but he gave you 11 assists, 9 rebounds, 6 steals, oh and God. 3 blocks. That uh, is he His plus minus one. was plus 21. Um, and, yeah, I I mean, maybe, and, and that's kind of the thing you hear is that you hear about heat culture and, and all that, and maybe Jimmy Butler's buying into it. And, yeah, for, I guess... I mean, they won, so presumably he's satisfied with the win. But for him to only mm-hmm. score five points, but to still do all that, uh, and you know, presumably be happy for Kendrick Nunn. Uh, I've I've heard that he gets along really, really well with Tyler Hero. Um, oh yeah. And so it's weird that Jimmy Butler might have finally found his happy place in Miami. It, 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 it kind of, when yeah, that that grinding culture that you hear about out of Miami, like you know the. Just it, it definitely seems like it fits him like a glove, and he really gets to, you know, the the the, the poor shooting to start off the season. You know, uh, people shouldn't be concerned that he's just going to drop off offensively because he, this is basically him ramping himself up to speed, like all these guys got to do in the preseason. Um, mm-hmm. So he, you know, that shot's definitely going to fall. He definitely looks like he's fitting right in with this ident- with this team's identity, though. These guys have it's a very good complementary set of guys. The defense on this team, both interior and on the perimeter, looks above average. And look, that is a beautiful fantasy line. I'm just like it, it's incredible all the stuff that he's been able that he was able to do in this game. The only knocks aside from the scoring are the four turnovers. And uh, he, he missed one of his two free throws, I guess. But you will you will take I, – I, I doubt that he's going to get that high assist numbers on a night-to-night basis. But, you know, if Kendrick Nunn is feeling it, uh, I, I think Butler has proven that he's more than capable of distributing the ball to his teammates and finding the right guy, especially you know, your Tyler Heroes, who is just having a monster season offensively for this team, both on the be- off the bench and in the starting lineup. Yeah, for sure. Uh, over on Atlanta, we talked about um, so that Trey Young is going to be out for a little while, and who's really going to pick up the pace for Atlanta while he's out? And it's hard to say who. I mean, DeAndre Hunter is a rookie, but he he's been having a pretty good, but a good year so far. But you know, you can't really expect him to do it. 
Seems like the most seasoned veteran aside from Vince Carter might be Jabari Parker. And tonight he was their leader, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, but anything else in Atlanta to kind of jump out at you? Yeah, so, yeah, the Hawks, I think this is a real interesting stretch for them. I mean, it's a huge relief to this team that Trey Young is going to be in the fold. You know, he's only going to miss a few more games. So it's really going to, you know, the story on them this year is just that it's just been the Trey Young and John Collins show on offense with a little bit of Jabari sprinkled in. The The questions persisted. Who else on this team can get a bucket? Uh, when you look, I mean, Jabari Parker putting up 23 points in this game isn't all that surprising to me because, I mean, he he's definitely had it going early on. Uh, it's, you know, it, I think that his ability to score from different places on the floor was really helpful for a team just looking for shot creators tonight. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't. I don't think that he's uh, necessarily makes the most sense as an ad. Maybe while Trey Young is out, you can ride him for a game or two because he'll probably still continue to score. Uh, but if you're looking for someone to pick up while Trey is out, it's probably going to be DeAndre Bembry, who has played a lot of um, a lot has done some ball handling over the last couple of years, and tonight he was just really good in that role with 18 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, and a couple of steals. He's not going to be that good on most nights even if he's going to be having this huge role now. But I, I think that he's the add if you're looking for one in the fallout of the Trey Young injury. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's see. Moving on to Denver at New Orleans. Uh, this game's about to wrap up. And, yeah, New Orleans is up by 16, and there's less than 90 seconds left. So this is pretty much over. Um, you can go ahead and take the lead on this one as far as what jumps out at you. So let's. I guess we'll start with Denver, who has been. Uh, I mean, this team is great in real life for how balanced they are across the roster, but very frustrating from a fantasy perspective for that exact reason. You never know who's going to have the hot hand or who's going to guarantee you production aside from Nikola Jokic on a night-to-night basis. And tonight, I mean, he wasn't even all that spectacular for his standards. Only 13 points, six rebounds, six assists in 27 minutes played. Uh, you know, just looking up and down this box score right now, none of these lines are all that. They don't. None of them really jump off the page to you, and I, it's just it's got to be frustrating if you invested a top pick in a Jamal Murray, or if you were kind of hoping for more out of Gary Harris this season, because those guys continue to be uh, they continue to feel the uh, the Malik Beasleys of the world and the. Uh, uh, Monte Morris's just th- these two guys are such quality backups that they are able to get 20 to a uh, load of mid 20 minutes a night and really take away from those two guys. Uh, another interesting note here is that Michael Porter Jr. made his NBA debut in this game and he wasn't bad. Yeah. He, he put up he put up 13 points on four of seven shooting and 20 minutes played. He had four rebounds and an assist. Really a solid start for a guy who's been sidelined for an entire year. And the reason that that's sort of interesting, and I'm not going to get too carried away because he's a rookie with an injury history and he's got a lot to learn. But the one weak spot on this Denver Nuggets roster is their small forward position. Mm -hmm. That's the spot that has the most uh, ramp up uh, for a guy to sort of like grab the reins. And, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there. So what Michael, in reality, Porter Jr. is probably just going to make it a much more complicated mess. You know, you're competing with your Tory Craig's and your um, 
you you have a you know Van, you have a Juan Herman Gomez and Will Barton who I believe sat this game out uh, which probably <laughs> so it, it's it's still a mess but great for Michael Porter Jr. It's a great start for him and you know yeah he's now up to 15 points to uh, to finish the game just went final he finished with 15 now on five of eight shooting yeah I was I was laughing because uh, so I've got a DraftKings lineup. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's pretty close. I'm in the money, but it's pretty close. And one of my guys is Josh Hart. And I was looking at him dribbling the clock out, and I'm like, shit, he's going to get a turnover. Um, <laughs> but at the last second, he handed it to Jackson Hayes. Uh, and Jackson Hayes even kind of looked at him like, what the hell, man? <laughs> <laughs> he just stuck him with the turnover? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I saw... <laughs> That's just cold, man. Yeah, because there was, there, was there was still a shot clock going on, but there was no need for them to shoot. And... Yeah, that that's always a fun game. I like watching at the end of games. It's like who who doesn't want the turnover? And yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Jackson Hayes, that you know, he he can handle it. He's low usage. He's not going to have many of those. So yeah. John, <laughs> yeah, you you can take one for the team. You're a rookie. Yeah. Um. So while I mean, do you have any other thoughts on the Nuggets before we pivot to the Pelicans here? No, just a, a really balanced attack. I think the Nuggets and the, and the Jazz are going to be uh, really similar teams. In that, um, I forgot how somebody coined the term but basically like like elite with no all-stars that's pretty much yeah. what utah and denver are going to be although vince carter might get that uh vince carter might get that uh, honorary all-star like uh like Dirk and Dwayne did last year <laughs> man it, you know that's really not outside the realm of possibilities it's, i mean it's, uh, you're gonna figure there's probably gonna be one or two guys too that just go down and in the eastern conference there's gonna be like well damn uh, who else do we plug in here yeah <laughs> I guess I guess Vince. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Oh, did you talk about New Orleans yet? You, you can lead that too. So yeah, diving into New Orleans here. Who got Drew Holiday back tonight? He had uh, an okay game uh, shooting wise. He you know, well aside from the shooting, he had 19 points on this one with only seven of 17 from the floor. He's likely going to pick that back up once he gets a little more back to speed. And he rounded out the rest of his line with seven assists, five rebounds, and two steals. Um, Elsewhere on this roster, you know, the, you have your 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 big popcorn game out of Jaleel Okafor, who had 26 points and had an impressive 10 from 13 from the line. Uh, you know, he's not a super appealing ad. Also, at three defensive stats, by the way, two steals and a block. Uh, he's not the most intriguing ad out there because uh, we, we sort of know what his ceiling is. He, uh, we don't figure for Derek Favors to miss that much more time, and so Okafor's going to go back to the bench and probably not get much more than maybe maximum 20 minutes a night. And I, I don't think that he's going to hit that point either. Uh, it was a pretty encouraged. It was a nice game from Brandon Ingram, who has, uh, I think with Zion injury and then drew in uh, favors going down, he's gotten a lot of opportunity to sort of hone his skills as the go-to guy on this team. He finished with 25 points, seven of 12 from the field, nine out of 11 from the line with a couple of threes five assists and three rebounds. Do you have any thoughts on some, how some of these Laker guys have looked so far with this Pelicans team? And it's hard to say because of the injuries, but uh, how do you see their development so far? Um, I'm, I'm impressed with Brandon Ingram just because even, even when he was drafted and I didn't pay as much attention to the Lakers because LeBron wasn't on there. Um, I didn't, I didn't, didn't like his build. So I didn't, didn't know how well his game would translate. And, Although he's still incredibly skinny and has no no bulk to his frame, he's still manages to to be an effective scorer. Um, 
so I've been impressed by that. Um, impressed with Lonzo. Uh, impressed that he's um, his he's improved his jumper. He's still kind of that um, all around stat stat gatherer. Tonight, being the exception with Josh Hart, tonight he didn't have, he didn't have a very good night tonight. But he's been he's had a really good start to his season, and he he was somebody I was hoping the Lakers have been able to be able to kind of finagle and sort of keep him out of trade talks and them sort of get away with keeping Kuzma and Hart because I really liked him last year. I liked his defensive effort and mm-hmm. he was fairly reliable from three. And so that he's he seems to only be a little bit better at that and this season. So. Yeah, I feel like they've developed well. Um, the Lakers aren't really an organization that uh, focuses on developing young talent. They they like acquiring acquiring veterans and like being in the mix. And New Orleans seems to be focusing on the developing of talent. And so, yeah, I think uh, I think they're doing well. Yeah, and like I mean, Lonzo Ball, by the way, he. You know, the all-around stats numbers have really floated his value so far this season. He's been a top 40 player. Tonight might bump him down just a little bit from that mark, but he's definitely exceeded expectations after some people were expressing some concern that he might struggle to find a, a good set of minutes on this team with all the different guards that they could roll out there. Um, he, he, he seems to be settling in as the starting point guard for this team. And the fact that his jumper does look better actually does... I think that does matter. You know, anyone who can go out there and not be a liability on the perimeter, you can, you stay on the floor for longer. You can hit those thirty minute thresholds like that. Uh, I'm pretty encouraged from what I've seen from him so far. The one guy I'm not super thrilled about. I wasn't during draft season, and I'm still not now. Is JJ Redick? He only had 17 minutes in this game. He has struggled. He he hasn't he's he's just really struggled out the gate with this team and a lot of it's been his poor shooting which you know is going to come up at some point he's also averaging a good chunk of turnovers I think three a game heading into this night uh, he 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 is teetering on drop territory I think that you give him a little more time if you can hold him at the end of your bench I think that's a solid move for the time being I mean I'm, I'm, I doubt that you're starting him with the way he's playing but there's so many. There's so the whole mouth, too many mouths to feed thing that I was afraid about hurting Lonzo Ball really seems to be taking a toll on JJ Redick. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah. It it seemed like he was more interested in kind of being you know assisting with the development, being that that sort of veteran for the young guys, and that that really might be the the bulk of his role this season. Yeah. So. You know, yeah, it not tonight did not provi- provide much optimism for hoping that he could turn a corner, but we still do know what this guy is, uh, especially when it comes to three pointers and free throws. He could be a guy that can really float your team in some of those values, but if he's not getting the minutes, and he'd been averaging 25 a night up until this 17 po- 17 minute game, so I'm not concerned that he's necessarily losing time, but he's definitely losing touches out there, and especially when he's not hitting his shots, it's gonna be real tough to roster him. Yeah, he's uh, definitely not the safest bet uh, you can make. Uh, speaking of bets, uh, we have a, a another nice. sponsor that, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a segue. I'm a professional. <laughs> um, so we have another sponsor, uh, mybookie.ag. Um, so, yeah, you can place your next bet at mybookie.ag, AG, our online betting partner here at HoopBall. You can sign up for a new account and use promo code TODAY. That's the word TODAY. T-O-D-A-Y, 
and my bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Um, I haven't had a chance to use this site yet, but I've jumped on other sites that match the deposit. And man, that's a that's a huge, huge bump up, especially if you're not willing to invest a whole bunch of money or if you start with 50 and they match your deposit, now you've got 100 to start with. That's, that's, that's big time. Uh, and so, yeah, mybookie.ag. Um, sports betting is becoming more and more legal. And... I think you know. To me, I think it's a it's a fun way to sort of enhance the the entertainment. Um, I I'm somebody who gambles on sports uh, a lot. I don't. I never gamble a ton of money. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm you know. I'm not mattress mac or anything. Uh, it's it's usually ten bucks here, twenty five bucks here. Um, I'll try to I'll try to make a big money play on a parlay and like try to pick three games correct at once. And if if, if all three hit, that's pretty decent payout. Um, things like that uh do you uh, do you gamble on sports no nah, not not particularly i mean i guess my gambling is mostly limited to season-long fantasy and i started getting into some dfs last G- uh, season but yeah. uh I, I haven't never i've never really been one to 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 bet on outcomes and spreads and yeah know, betting it, like that yeah i've got a crazy bad beat story from last year that i so Dwayne <laughs> wade is is a player that i that i've loved since he was been since he's been in the league and and will always love him um but last season i was in las vegas and i had a three-team parlay and i nailed the first two games and it, it basically boiled down to uh a money line money line meaning for the warriors all they had to do was win the game mm-hmm. and this is when Dwayne wade hit the game winner against golden state um Man, I could not believe he hit that. Uh, the one, was that the that that was the one where he he jumped up on the scorers table and like did this is my house sort of thing. Was yeah, that, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I could have won like two hundred bucks. And every and on Twitter, I'll I'll tweet at him every now and then still and say I, I love him, <laughs> but like, I love you, but you owe me two hundred dollars. Um, yeah, it's weird. He's a player I like so much, but I'm never gonna I'm never gonna get over that like ever. Yeah. <laughs> This, yeah. yeah, that 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 that's pretty crushing. I gotta say, yeah. that's part that's part of why I've tried to avoid it. Just because, like, you know, I at least when it comes to like gambling on like you know teams that I try and follow, I don't want to be sitting there and you know be stewing in anger because my 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 team hits a game winner and the and they end up not covering the spread yeah. somehow. Yeah, you know, I I clearly don't know what I'm talking about with gambling. I don't know if that made any sense. I promise. I I, I could do fantasy basketball, but yeah, that's yeah. not. Uh, All right, so let's talk a little bit about the last game, which is uh, about to wrap up the third quarter, so we're obviously not going to get to finish, um, but it's the Spurs at Clippers. Um, Clippers right now have a five-point lead, 68-73 in favor of the Clippers. Um, Hard to say because the game isn't complete, but uh, Kawhi is being Kawhi. Uh, He's leading, leading the Clippers. 21 points, 10 rebounds. Uh. Two steals, one block. Uh, made one three, four free throws. Um, Montrez Harrell's the other Clipper who's uh, leading the way. 16 points off the bench, 7 of 9 field goals. Um, anything else jump out at, you, out, out at you for the Clippers? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Patterson has nine rebounds. That's kind of cool. Uh, don't pick him up anywhere uh, <laughs> if anyone's listening to this. Uh, I, the real story on the Clippers uh, in the early goings here, and obviously this is going to be a much different team once Paul George sort of settles in, but in his absence, we've all been kind of question, wondering like who is going to be the guy 
that sort of takes on his minutes and provides some fantasy value while he misses the first 10 to 15 games, however long it's supposed to be. And it, it we just haven't seen uh, anyone with any sort of consistency there. Uh, I think Mo Harkless, who's long been a, a, a man of interest here at Hoopball, he, we, we, I think speculation was that he would sort of get to that mid-20-minute mark and get you your smattering of defensive stats with some rebounds and uh, maybe a three or two. But he hasn't been really doing much of that. He's only uh, he's only had 11 minutes in tonight's game with eight points and four rebounds and a steal. It, the, the story for this team is that there are no real – you don't really know who to trust on a night-to-night basis for the fringe guys. You obviously know to trust Kawhi when he's playing – you obviously know to trust Montrez Harrell. You probably have Lou Williams rostered, even though he's not my favorite fantasy guy. But those three are going to be handling the bulk of – those are the three guys you can bet on consistency from, and pretty much everywhere else on the roster, it's it's who knows on, yeah. a, on a night-to-night. Yeah, for sure. And the Spurs I've always maintained are a hard team to, at least daily fantasy-wise, are a hard team to to kind of peg because it seems like on a different night, um, different people are going to take over. Like, DeMar DeRozan is not the lights-out scorer he used to be on in this system. Um, he sort of seems to defer to whoever the hot hand is. And, like, tonight he happens to be the hot hand, but there are some nights where LaMarcus will be really hot, DeJounte might be really hot, and so you never know who really is going to perform super well for the Spurs. Um but tonight so far, you've got 17 out of DeMar, five rebounds, two assists, and a steal, but only five points, three rebounds, two assists for LaMarcus. Um, but yeah, what else jumps out at you for San Antonio? Well, let's see. On the DeMar thing, he's been struggling in fantasy leagues this year. He's been ranked outside the – heading into this game, he's ranked 135 in non-cat leagues. And the big thing that jumps out the page to me is not the shooting percentages, which is usually the – is, is usually what you point to when a guy of his caliber is struggling this much. He he is turning the ball over a ton. Tonight's no different. He has five turnovers in this game. He's averaging 3.3 on the season. But the assist numbers that he was enjoying last year, he averaged near, I think it was either at or near six assists a game. They've, they haven't been there this year. He's only at two and a half. Tonight he has two. So, I mean, it's really kind of, it, 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 he's, sort of settled into a different kind of player through these first few games here. And he's clearly going to be better than the top 135 in fantasy leagues. But I think the return of DeJounte Murray, uh, the, la- the soaking up those ball handling minutes between him and Patty Mills and Derek White, has sort of left DeMar to being this, this sort of off-ball player, not what he was last year. And that could be a long-term concern with his outlook on the season. I, again, I think that he's going to be a top 100 player, but it can't be ignored through the small sample size that we have so far that he just looks like he's playing a different role with this team. So that's that's one thing that's definitely apparent here. Uh, you know, the point guard battle is still going is still ongoing. Uh, Dejounte Murray, he. he He's not having the best game in this one. He's at four points, five rebounds, and he's still in that minutes limit. Derek White's got 13 on four seven shooting with two assists, three rebounds, and a couple of threes. So, in three defensive stats, looks like he's going to be the hot hand going down the stretch here as the third quarter is coming to a close. And yeah, I mean, you said it yourself. The the Spurs play to matchups, so it's kind of hard to to trust them 
on a uh, on on a consistent basis with like who's going to get what on a given night. Um, but I think the big takeaway is that DeMar DeRozan seems to be playing differently or at least be in a different role with this team. And that, that could have some long-term ramifications. Yeah, for sure. I know me personally, it'd be nice if, uh, Bryn Forbes and LaMarcus could, uh, start to play better. Cause, uh, that would benefit me greatly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, yeah. And, you know, I, Rudy Gay, by the way, um, Interesting line from this one in through 22 minutes. He's shooting the ball terribly three of 10 from the floor, but he's already got 11 rebounds and four assists. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it's been a rough start uh, on the year, but he's, he was a top 100 fantasy player last year. If he's floating around on your wire and he's not an intriguing ad, I'm not really going to suggest that you go out and get him, but you know, I, I, I see him as a guy who could possibly turn something around here. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's going to about do it for the Halloween edition of the box score breakdown. Um, if you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, I hope, uh, you had a safe and, uh, good and nice Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Anything, uh, anything you want to say or where can the people follow you on, uh, social medias? Yeah. Um, get, if you guys want to continue the conversation on social media, please give me a follow at Alan Srokey, my name. That's A L A N. S R O C H I. Uh, I'll actually take a page from uh, Dan Bespers's book here. And if you Google Alan at Hoopball, you can help find my last name. I have an equally terrible last name for this sort of thing. <laughs> so, yeah, give me give me a follow at Alan Suroki at Twitter. Cool. Yeah, and you can find me uh, at JC Deleon One, uh, JC D E L E O N number one. Uh, you can also find me there on, on Instagram uh, as well. At Instagram, I, I repost a lot of uh, mostly LeBron-related re- things, uh, but, but also a lot of sneaker things. I'm a big uh, big sneakerhead, and so, yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm good for on Instagram. Uh, also, I'm a big uh, movie buff. I don't know if anybody that would affect anybody's uh, interest or not. But, um, yeah, that's going to do it for tonight's edition of the Box Score uh, Breakdown, and we are out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.